You are on Echo Radio on 4ZZZ with me, Jeff Ebbs, and I'm speaking to Steve McDonald from Redlands 2030. Welcome to Echo Radio, Steve. Thank you, Jeff. Now, could you just tell us a bit about Redlands 2030? What sort of organisation are you? I know that you seem to be an online newspaper at an initial glance. Yeah, well, Redlands 2030 is a community organisation concerned uh, primarily, I guess, with the Toonda Harbour development, but also about governance issues generally in our council and, and, and through the state government and even onto the federal government. We don't think the, the community is getting a fair deal in terms of the, the processes that are being applied on many of these things and uh, a lack of uh, candid, candid comment by uh, our local politicians at state, federal and local level are things that people should be concerned about. So one of the uh, uh, issues we took exception to was the initial consultation done around Toonda Harbour and the port reporting by our local newspaper and we figured the only way to overcome that was to make our own online newspaper. So you, you did pick it. It's actually designed to be an online newspaper. Now that process has been going on for some time. When were you first aware of the proposed development? Uh, we became aware of it back in about 2013, and then there was a bit more consultation done in 2014 uh, around a development which was to be 800 units um, on the land, basically. That was the intention. Uh, under a, a, a quite, uh, in my view, disgraceful planning arrangement that, that's uh, incorporated into the Economic Development Act, uh, known as a priority development area. And the priority development areas are basically to streamline, you've heard those terms before, many of the businesses and developers love that streamlining, get rid of the green tape and red tape. Well, this, this did that exactly. It, it removed uh, communities' rights to make uh, appeals and, and to protest against, uh, basically to stop the development in any way they'd like through uh, legal um, challenges. Those legal challenges were removed from the, from the Economic Development Act and so this, this uh, scheme, once it was uh, approved, basically removed the community's rights to appeal any of the decisions that subsequently followed. It's an, uh, basically an atrocious attack on the rights of people who, and, and many people still believe you have rights of appeal and might cost you a lot of money, but uh, they've not only removed, made it very costly, they've removed the rights of appeal. And lots of other aspects of this development are hidden under uh, confidentiality agreements. Uh, so. We don't know how much the council is paying. We don't know how much the state government's paying towards it. Uh, and so there's many, many concerns in the community about the scale of this development, who's paying, when, why, and who's going to wear the ultimate costs. And what do you think the impacts will be? I mean, you've described some impacts of sort of money going into the wrong way and people's rights being taken away. Obviously, there are also environmental impacts. What, what are the impacts that concern you most and how's that aligned with the community sort of feelings? Well, like, you know, we, we get we get attacked as being the, you know, the minority group and, the, and so forth in the road of the silent majority. But recent surveys that we've conducted, we conducted 14 surveys in 14 different locations uh, with the help of other, other organisations. Uh, uh, we didn't do it all ourselves, but we interviewed uh, over 1,300 people in that process uh, over last Christmas. And the consistent results, uh, not just at Cleveland here, but at Capalabar, down at Redland Bay and on North Stroberg Island, 85% of people were opposed to the development. Uh, a recent newspaper poll in the, the local paper, which has slightly changed its tune of late, 
their figure was 85% were opposed as well. So the significant proportion of the people are opposed. Many people are still not aware of the scale of this development. It's been cleverly marketed, if you like, and we don't believe they've been frank with the community right from the beginning about the scale or the impacts of this development. You talk about the environmental impacts and they're certainly significant. This is a complete affront to the uh, Ramsar Declaration in Moreton Bay. It uh, would require a revocation of part of the marine park of Moreton Bay and, and it, it had to be uh, implemented on top of, in, you know, in the exception to the local planning scheme to increase the height of development. Uh, so many things were done and not all of those issues were explained to the community during the consultation phase. So there are multiple layers to that opposition. Do you think that 85% objection is once people know about those things? In the questionnaires we're doing, we just had an image of the development, didn't explain where it was, just are you concerned about this sort of development in Moreton Bay, which you can see from the pictures it was in the water, and, and many people were just agog that that was the proposal. That some, many, Not all of them, but many of them had heard about Toonda Harbour assumed it was a development around the, uh, centred on the ferry terminal, which is already there. And it was, you know, sort of their, their, their usual guess was, oh, it'll be just a bit tarting up and maybe a little bit of a nice shop and so forth, which was the sort of, I think that's the intent of the much of the public relations around this exercise is to sort of delude people as just a port upgrade. But the port upgrade is, uh, you know, that some talk is $100 million, I suspect it's a lot less than that, to upgrade the port. But this is a $1.4 billion, 3,600 3, uh, residential apartments. It's a residential d debacle. I have to say it's, it's almost as though it was a con from the beginning to pretend it was a, a upgrade of the port because we've never seen the scale of the upgrade or the size of it or the costing of it. And uh, many people might wind back on their enthusiasm if they really knew that the cost of the port is a 3,600 residential new town in effect. Uh, so, Steve, what action can we take uh, now? Well, there's a couple of uh, actions that could be taken. It's simple. Some of them are very simple. There's, there's a petition being uh, raised by the Quiet Local Koala Action Group to protect a little, a small uh, Toonda um, koala colony, which uh, inhabits the area just near this development. They're calling on the state government to review planning uh, for koalas generally but specifically to stop the PDA because this will wipe out about 30-odd koalas in a quite a healthy colony. That's one action. We have currently a letter to the uh, an online letter to the Premier, which we could always do with more people signing. That's on our website, redlands2030.net. And we've just, this yesterday, we're writing to every Member of Parliament and uh, calling for the uh, a petition we raised recently, which went to State Parliament, calling on the Parliament to review this process um, normally that's just dealt with by the local the, the minister and it's quite a procedural thing, but we would hope to alert the Premier that this is a significant issue and it's not one to be just swept aside in, in a procedural process, uh, which is the normal the norm. All of those links are available on redlands2030.net. That's it, redlands2030.net. Redlands2030 is one word. And dot net. That's it. And so uh, we keep the pressure on. We're, we we know it must be annoying to the politicians and the bureaucrats, but they give us no choice. As I said, they've removed our uh, appeal rights. Uh, just for a little aside, we're currently still in the Queensland um, Civil and Administrative Appeals Tribunal on an application we lodged July last year to access certain information. We've been in the courts now since the beginning of the year 
and it, we're, we're not through it yet. This, this is about information that we believe should be just made available, shouldn't be hidden from the community. And, and why would uh, government and councils sign up to something that keeps basic information about this development secret? Uh, the land itself uh, is probably worth, it's the bottom of the sea, but it, it, in development rights, it's probably worth three to $400 million. We're not dealing with chicken feed here. And so to have the, this set aside without any discussing with the community about whether they want to alienate the bed of the uh, Moreton Bay is just an atrocious proposition. Absolutely. Well, thanks for all the work you're doing through Redlands 2030, and thanks for your time today. Thank you, Jeff. Good luck.